But it's great to have Phil with us this morning. Phil, why don't you come uh, join us? Uh, we know that Phil has been uh, over in Poplar. Um, and you can tell us all more about that, can't you? Um, but he's going to come and bring us God's word this morning. So why don't we pray for him as he does that? Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the privilege that it is to have access to your word. And we praise you, God, that you are a God who wants to draw near to your people, who wants to speak to your people. So, Lord, would you fill Phil with your Holy Spirit this morning as he speaks to us? And would you give us open hearts to hear what it is that you have to say to us this morning? Would you change us? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Hey, I'm a proper preacher today. I've brought a towel. <laughs> All right. We'll see how, see how that goes. Um, it, well, hey, first to say, it is really great to be here. Uh, and if I've, not, if I've not met you before, um, I'm really sorry about that. Um, my name's Phil. I'm the, I'm the rector here. I lead the team at St. Paul's. But it has been uh, kind of a unique season for us over the last, um, over the last six months. Um, you know, we are a church that is used to being generous, to giving away, to planting other churches. We've got a wonderful uh, history of doing that here at this church. But I think over the last uh, six months, it's been one of the most prolific kind of seasons of ministry I've ever experienced. And, uh, and the opportunities that God has, uh, has blessed us with, uh, doors that have opened for us to be able just to give away uh, the things that God has given to us uh, have been quite uh, remarkable and stretching. Uh, and the stretching times are good times, aren't they? Because we have to lean, <laughs> lean on God and not our own understanding. And it certainly feels for me that that has been uh, what this last season uh, has been about. Philippa mentioned that I've been down the road in Poplar Parish um, a lot over the last six months, which is why I might not have met you if you've arrived in the last uh, six months. Uh, but what is super exciting uh, is that last Sunday we uh, appointed um, uh, a, a, another priest uh, in the parish uh, of Poplar to join the ministry team uh, there to work alongside me and, and the other ministers there. An amazing uh, man that some of you may have already met called Caleb Mark. Uh, Caleb Mark's been coming uh, along here uh, mostly in the evening service for about well, sort of six months plus, just really connecting in uh, with us as a team and meeting different ones of you. And he really feels uh, like he's being sent out from here. Uh, and it's wonderful to appoint him in Poplar. And, and, and what that means is it, is it means I'm not going to be there all the, t all the time. And I get to come and worship with you guys and be a part of, of what's going on here on a Sundays uh, as well. And I've really missed uh, being here. So I'm so glad to be here uh, today and for, and for the next few weeks to be able to really just uh, kind of chew into some scripture with you, which is what we're going to be doing today. And, uh, and watch, watch this space because it, at some point, um, a little bit later in this term, we're going to get Caleb Mark uh, over from Poplar to come and, and preach to us. And he is a wonderful man uh, that has kind of been schooled in the, in the Catholic traditions of the church, which means he's a, he's a real valuable resource in Poplar, uh, which is a parish that holds that uh, tradition. Uh, he's got a real evangelical heart and a Pentecostal spirit. Uh, and I am excited to see what God is going to uh, say through him to us. Uh, but please do be praying for him and, and the rest of the team at, at Poplar and also the guys in Bethnal Green. And uh, it's been remarkable to see what God has been doing in this season. Um, but I want to talk to us today uh, about us. Uh, and, and actually, uh, less, of a, less of a preacher or talk, more of a prayer. And... Um, uh, 
and I'll tell you where we're, where we're going for the next, uh, for the next three weeks. I, I want us to spend a bit of time looking at the book of Colossians. I've been uh, kind of dipping in and out of it and uh, sort of mulling over it throughout the summer. Uh, and it's a, it's a bit of a favorite of mine uh, as books in the Bible go. And if you haven't read it much, let me encourage you to read it. It's a short book. There's only four chapters. You can, you can do it in a sitting, you know, even if you're not a big reader. Uh, I think that's why it's a favorite of mine. Uh, so you can sit down, you can read it. And I would encourage you over the next three weeks, um, read the book of Colossians, the letter, Paul's letter to the church in Colossae. There's a lot of stuff in there. The, the passage that we read about Jesus uh, earlier in the context of worship just now comes from chapter one. Um, and, uh, and I'd really like to begin today just by talking, I think uh, uh, it's kind of about Paul's prayer for the church. And we're going to read it in a moment. Uh, and and I've, as I've been thinking about how God is leading us this autumn, I wanted just to begin with this because I kind of feel like I've taken this on. Uh, and I would love for you to consider taking this on as our prayer for our church. Um, and, and, and as we've, as we've said in everything, uh, I think we coined the term earlier this year, you know, prayer before planting, didn't we? And actually it's prayer before everything. You know, this is a good place to start. And next week, we're going to think a little bit more about vision and some of the stuff that we're doing. And maybe the week after, we'll think a bit more about how we all get involved and how we give into that. And we can get excited about all the stuff that, that God is leading us into. But I just want to begin today by thinking about how is it that we want to pray for one another. Uh, and so we're just going to start by reading uh, the first half of chapter one. And I'm, I'm going to start it off and then I'm actually going to get you to join in. Uh, with me when we come to the, the prayer bit. So uh, it's going to come up on the screens. Uh, I'm going to be reading it from the ESV version if you want to find it on your device. The ESV, it's the English Standard Version. Uh, and so we're going to be beginning at the beginning of the letter. So Colossians 1, beginning at verse 1. So Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae. Grace and peace from God our Father. Grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed the whole world, and it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth, just as you learned it from Ephras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. And I wonder if we can just all join in and we're going to say the next few verses together. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might 
for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Amen. Amen. I've been really inspired uh, by, this, by this prayer. Uh, and it is my prayer for, for you, for me, for us uh, as a church. So before we just dive back into it, um, just the context, what's going on here. Well, um, I love the context as well because we don't know actually if Paul ever went to, to Colossae. What we know when we read through the book of Acts is that Paul uh, spent two years in Ephesus, planting a church in, in Ephesus. Uh, and then we think what's likely is that the church in Ephesus then planted uh, a new church into Colossae. You know, we talk a lot here about uh, being a, a church that plants churches. And, and actually, we want to be a church that plants churches that plants churches and there's something about multiplication and replication and I love that we see that here in Paul's ministry. Uh, It's likely that this guy that uh, Paul refers to in verse 7, Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, was one of the ministers who went from Ephesus and took the gospel into, into Colossae. There's a really nice context for us that I think is an encouragement and mirrors to some of the aspirations that we have to continually be a place that gives away and blesses others and plants uh, new churches. Uh, and so what's exciting about this is that Paul may never have been here, but he hears the word. He hears good stuff coming out of Colossae. Uh, and we think that this letter to, to the church there, uh, to the Colossians, uh, was written by Paul when he was in prison. Uh, So Paul's in prison and he hears of this amazing multiplication of the faith, of churches growing and multiplying uh, in this region. And he is so grateful. And the thing that really caught my eye, first of all, is that he says, we always thank God uh, for you when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Jesus Christ and of the love that you have for all the saints. Uh, And just as a kind of an entry point, When I look out at this church, the thing that blesses me more than anything else is the love that you have for all the saints. I love that this church is a place where people love one another. I was reflecting on this earlier as we were praying as a a team. There's loads of us that are involved in this morning, you know, be doing hospitality and welcoming and coffee, uh, you know, worship and kids work and all the different things that happen uh, that we all do together on a Sunday morning to make this experience of worship uh, great. Uh, And I was reflecting as we prayed for our hospitality team and our welcoming team that one of the things that St. Paul Shadwell is known for is its great welcome. It's great hospitality. It's love of coffee. Uh, It's parties. You know, we're a place in the community where people come and feel loved. I love that this is a place where we love all the saints. And again, we get to see that go beyond just our little community here. And over this past season especially, we've been able to love all the saints who might be dispersed around East London and be able to offer something that God has given to us to them and bless them with the resources that we have. 
You know, I'm so encouraged by that. And I love that Paul is encouraged by that when he hears this great news coming out of this new church plant in Colossae. And it leads him to pray this amazing uh, prayer. So let me tell you where we're going with this amazing prayer. I've kind of sort of boiled it down to three, uh, to three points. Um, and the first one is this. I pray for you for the wisdom to walk worthy. And I pray for the strength to sustain. And I pray that you might have gratitude for grace. So we're going to go back through those. And I wanted to kind of give you the trajectory of this because, um, because we're going to begin by talking about worthiness. And there's a, there's a challenge in, in there. Who's feeling worthy? But you know, we start with worthiness, but we're going to end with grace. You know, who is grateful for the grace of God? I know I certainly, I know I certainly am. So firstly, I pray for us this season as we step into this, into this autumn. It's going to be autumn by Tuesday, okay? As we step into this autumn... I pray for each one of us for the wisdom to walk worthy. You know, or, or, as, or as Paul puts it, I ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So the first challenge is this, and it's, it's the big one, it's how is your walk? If, if people look at you, they look at your life, they look at the choices that you make, the way that you use and steward the things that God has given you, the relationships that you keep, if someone looks in your diary or opens up your budget, what are they going to see? How is your walk? Are you walking in a manner worthy of the Lord? I mean, I, I find that really challenging. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna let that hang for a moment. How worthy is your walk? You know, this is the great truth of the Christian faith. The thing actually uh, that we need to constantly come back to is that as Christians, as followers of Jesus, we should be different. We should be different from this world. We should be different from from other people that don't know Christ. You know, one of the things that I love is talking to people that have just become a Christian or you know, people that have come through Alpha uh, and, uh, and I was having a chat with someone just the other day and they uh, had been through Alpha and they were talking to me about how they re sort of kindled their faith uh, and about the fact that people had noticed that they were different. There had been a change, a transformation in their life, in the way that they talked, the way that they walked. It was different. Uh, and, and I'm sure many of us have had conversations with 
people like that who are new to faith, uh, who've seen radical change within them. You know, perhaps actually that even is some of us still in this room who are recently uh, coming to know Jesus and are experiencing a dramatic change within us. But I think the truth is, and I know for me, you know, the longer we hang out with Jesus, sometimes we get complacent. Uh, and we have to come back and say, well, how is my walk? You know, am I continually being transformed by Jesus? Does it impact every area of my life? Or am I being drawn back toward the cultures of this world? It's a huge challenge. How's your walk? And it's an important thing because actually the way that we walk and uh, the way that we act, the decisions that we make, um, they reflect what people think about Jesus. Or should I say, as we reflect Jesus, people get to see him. And if we only present a pale reflection of him, then that's all they see. You know, this is the great challenge for us. You know, we need to be a people that point people to Jesus. And that's on each and every one of us. You know, Paul often talks about being an ambassador for Christ. You know, we, we, this is what we're talking about here. We need the wisdom to know how is it we can be an ambassador for Christ. Uh, and I think actually being an ambassador is something that we're hugely aware of. You know, in our culture, uh, particularly our sort of celebrity culture, this is the way that we promote stuff, isn't it? We get brand ambassadors for stuff. You know, uh, it's a concept we're really familiar with influencers you know who have a certain set of values or whatever and they influence us and so brands want to attach themselves to these people because they become their ambassadors i think sadly we're more often aware of it now because uh, because of people that get this removed from them you know i was thinking about um uh, i mean I, I never like to talk you know negatively and stuff i'm pretty sure he's not in the room but um but kanye west you know re- I, it's, I don't know if you're here but if you're here i'm really sorry but i think the but, you know, we all know it's huge news. You know, I think, what was it, it uh, you know, however, six months ago, Kanye tweets, you know, I've lost two billion in one day. You know, because of the way that he walked, the things that he said, he lost his ambassador contract with Adidas and with Gap. No longer did they want him to be a representative for their brand. And I think it's a little bit... Uh, it's a little bit like that. You know, we are representing the brand of Jesus Christ. And we need wisdom to know how to walk and do that in a way that brings glory to him. Now, do you know what the good news is? And I'll remind us again, we're heading towards grace, okay? <laughs> you know, the good news is, is that the kingdom of God does not operate like Adidas and like the Gap. And actually, when we make mistakes, which we all do, you know, when we trip and when we stumble in our walk, uh, we don't get our ambassadorial contract removed. Actually, the grace of God and the forgiveness of God comes in and restores us. You know, but let's not cheapen the thing that we have been given. We need to continually address our walk. And we need to be wise about that. And we'll do that in different ways because our lives are, are, are different. You know, I was thinking about what, you know, what, what should that look like? Kind of what are God's brand values, if you like? You know, as individuals and as a church, you know, what should we be looking like? Well, I thought there's an interesting, uh, an interesting bit in this, in this passage where it talks about um, 
walking in a manner that is worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work. And and just the order of that sentence struck me, that we're to bear fruit in every good work, because that's pleasing to God. But the fruit isn't good work. And when I think about fruit, often I might think, gosh, this is my successes. You know, what, how am I bearing fruit? What good things am I doing? But actually, Paul prays that you might bear fruit in, uh, in good work. And I think that as we go about doing the things that God is calling us to, well, we know, you know where I'm going with this. You know, fruit grows in us. And actually, it's not about the thing that we're doing. It's never about the thing that we're doing. It's about the things that grow in us that others see and reflect Jesus. What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about God's brand values that Paul writes to the church in Galatians when he says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I promised I wasn't going to read those uh, when I said that. I was inspired by one of the kids when we prayed on Friday, and they prayed, and they just listed out the fruits of the Spirit in the middle of their prayer, and I thought, oh, wow, I feel challenged. You know, but these are the things that should grow in our lives, and these are the brand values of the kingdom, if you like. Uh, And so when we pray for wisdom to walk worthy, I want to pray for each one of us that we might have the wisdom, the spiritual understanding to know how to see those fruits applied in every single area of our lives. And I think one of the reasons that brands have sets of values is because it gives them kind of a, a, a benchmark to look back to, to say, actually, are we performing in the way uh, that we should do? And I would challenge you as you head into this season and as you continue in this season to take those values of God's kingdom uh, and say, are these being reflected in my walk? And to pray, God, would you give me wisdom and spiritual understanding that I might know how to be more joyful and loving and at peace, how to be kind and generous, Lord, how to be good, how to have self-control, whether I'm at my workstation, whether I'm talking to my kids, whether I'm meeting with my parents, you know, whatever I'm doing, whether I'm on the bus, on the train, whether I'm really hot, or whether we're going into winter and I'm getting grumpy because it's cold, God, might the things that bubble up in my life be things that point people to you. That's, That's my prayer for us. Can we all pray that for one another, that we might have the spiritual understanding and wisdom to walk in a way that is worthy of the Lord Jesus, that we might bear his name and be his ambassadors? That's number one. Let's have wisdom to walk worthy. And number two, uh, the strength to sustain, because we know that these, these choices... Uh, it's not a one-time thing you know you don't just become a Christian put some stuff in place get some wise advice and then that's it you're sorted actually we know that actually walking with God is something that we do every day all day and if we're right with God on a Sunday morning we want to be just as right on a Monday morning and a Tuesday and a Wednesday no matter what's happening there's something about endurance here Uh, And my prayer for us is that we as a church might have the strength to sustain. Uh, And of course, there's a problem here because we are kind of being formed by a culture that doesn't do endurance, a culture that doesn't do sustaining. You know, we are immersed in a culture of short attention spans, uh, of disposable consumerism. You know, we just get another one. It's like there's quick fixes all over our lives. 
It's almost like we're wired to quit. You know, I'll just buy another phone. It doesn't matter if, I, if, if, if it gets broke. I'll just buy another one. You know, I'll just go and find a different job. I'll just start a new relationship. You know, we're not wired for endurance. And my prayer is that, again, we might be different, that we might be a people who sustain. One of the, one of the great values of the kingdom that echoes throughout Paul's writing is the value of being steadfast, the value to stand, the value to endure, the value to remain. You know, this is what Jesus speaks to his disciples about, remaining, remain in me, abide in me. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Don't dip in and out. Don't always look for the new thing. Sustain, sustain, sustain. And that's what I pray that we might have the strength for. And I love the fact that Paul uh, kind of demonstrates this, examples this even uh, in this first chapter uh, where he says, he says, we have not ceased to pray for you. We have not ceased to pray for you. Paul models, even in the very way that he prays for the church in Colossae, this sustaining endurance. And I pray as we step into the autumn term, whatever it is that God uh, lays before us, we might carry that sense of perseverance and tenacity and endurance uh, through this term together. This is what he is calling us to and what he equips us for. And of course, this leads us toward the best bit because when we think about wisdom to know what to do, we think about strength to be able to do it. Uh, the best thing is that we know that actually that stuff doesn't depend on us. You know, you might say, How is it that I am going to be strong? How is it that I am going to be wise? Well, well uh, you're not. You're not. He is in you. Uh, and as we continue to go back to Jesus, as we continue to remain in him and allow his wisdom and his strength to be the thing uh, that, that blossoms and blooms in us, we're able to walk worthy and represent the God that we are called to show to this world. Yeah, I mean, there's another whole sermon series here, isn't there, in how we remain you know, but I just want to encourage you, how, how, how are your patterns of life? What is it that you're doing to remain in him, to sustain and to endure? How is it that you're going to pray, you're going to read, you're going to retreat, repeat, pray, read, retreat, repeat? This is what we're called to do, to get into the life of Christ, to spend time with him, because it's there that we find the strength to sustain. I pray for you for the strength to sustain. Or again, in Paul's word, may you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. And so the last, most amazing bit is the fact that we actually just get to give thanks that God is doing this in us. One of my favorite things is thinking about thankfulness. Uh, God's just challenged me so many times on this. I love the fact that we're just called to be grateful. You know, whenever you pray, begin with gratitude. Always be thankful for what it is that God is doing in your life. 
Because it's only by his grace that any of us get to walk this walk. One of the things that's always stuck in my mind is Paul's uh, letter to the Romans. And in chapter 1, Paul writes about the fall of of humankind, the the, hearts and and our minds which have grown dark and, and gone away from God. And he boils it down in Romans 1.21 to two things. He says, they, and that's us, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks. You know, we're called to be a, a people that worship, that give glory to God and give thanks. And of course, throughout scripture, sadly, the story is of a people who forget, a people who, who God does amazing things in and through and then they forget. Uh, and God's people are always called to remember, to come back and to give thanks. So my prayer is that you might have gratitude for grace. That as a church, we might always begin with thankfulness. To make sure that we are praising God for what he's doing in and through us uh, as a collective, but also as individuals as we go about the things that God has given us to do in our life. May we have the wisdom to walk worthy. May we have the strength to sustain. And may we always have the gratitude that God deserves. Gratitude for grace. Why don't we stand? I just want to just leave that there with us as a prayer. And I want to encourage you to to join with me and pray that uh, this season you might want to write it down somewhere you might want to you know just copy it onto your phone somewhere you know that prayer uh, right there in the middle of chapter one uh, and pray it for one another you know pray it for those people in your groups in your docks for the people that you serve alongside you know as we love all the saints as we love one another let's pray for wisdom and strength and thankfulness uh, in a minute we're going to share uh, communion together uh, and we we know that actually communion comes from Uh, This idea of giving thanks, that's what we do. We refer to the word Eucharist sometimes, which is the word thanksgiving. You know, so we're going to come and we're going to give thanks to Jesus for what he has done for us. So why don't the band come back? Uh, We're going to continue to focus uh, on Jesus uh, and give thanks uh, together. Uh, But can we just read that prayer again together, just as a way of just finishing this little Uh, study just wandering through this passage just going from verse 9 again Hannah I wonder if you can just pop it up on the screen uh, again and we're going to pray from verse 9 to uh, to verse 14 and as we do that let's just let's hold this as a prayer for one another for this season for every part of our lives so Paul says and so from that day that we heard we have not ceased to pray for you asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, For all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. 
He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Amen.